Well, it's uh, time now for Movies and Television with Philip Malloy. We're, of course, in the Battle Bus in Kilkenny. Philip is sitting in the uh, uh, studios in Dublin. Uh, Philip, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shorshi. You had uh, a really good idea that you wanted to discuss first, didn't you? Well, no, I... Vis-a-vis the election. Yeah, I just thought that, you know, because of the time and the week that's in it, and the year, in fact, in, in America that's in it, that we might just talk a little bit about politics in the cinema and the way it's been treated and what maybe your favorite um, um, uh, movies about politics are. Um, I, I would cite things like All the President's Men. You might say All the President's Men is a newspaper movie, but really it's an investigation into the kind of nature of politics in America. Uh, there's a lovely one, which I love as well, I think you like it, called The Candidate, which is directed by Michael Ritchie and has Robert Redford as the, the main character. And uh, another one call, uh, called The Best Man uh, by Gore Vidal was based on a play, and originally actually it was, it was a, a TV play uh, by Gore Vidal with Henry Fonda and Cliff Robertson. I've always liked that. Now, there's loads more. Do you want to cite a few that you like? Well, the one I really like is kind of quasi, well, two really that mm. I think are quasi politics. One was, I think it was at Nine Days May. Seven. Burt Lancaster, seven. 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 <laughs> Burt Lancaster and Kirk. Douglas. That's right. That's right. Uh, and there was a guy played a kind of an ancient senator in it. Uh, I forget who played the part now. But I, I, I loved that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the other one, then. It's a, it's a black and white movie, but directed yeah. by John Frankenheimer, which you can watch again and again. Yes, and the other uh, political one, again, not strictly political, but the president. Uh, is accepts Russian missiles to destroy three American cities because they have launched nuclear missiles at Russia. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. Was it Rock Hudson as the president? No? No, Rock Hudson, I don't think, ever played the president. All right, okay. But but he he's talking on the red telephone yeah. uh, to the president of the USSR, but, and he says, we'll accept your missiles because, well, unfortunately, we've sort of, we're about to blow up Leningrad and others. I you see. know what I mean? Some of the others are Mr. Smith Goes to Washington with Jimmy Stewart. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, State of the Union, do you remember that, with um, uh, Spencer Tracy? And Catherine Not Hepburn. so much. Yeah. But just to go back to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, mm. the actress in that, you'll remind me, I know. Jean Arthur, yeah. Jean Arthur. Then went out of sort of movies for quite some time and returned triumphantly in Shane. She, no? she did, yeah, she did. And she was pretty much older than everyone, uh, um, including Alan Ladd and Van Heflin in Shane. And I think Shane was her last picture. And, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. and then she, she got, like Doris Day, actually, she got very involved in animal rights issues. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so um, that, that, that was uh, Jean Arthur. Uh, there's loads of others, by the way. Uh, I, I actually, like, I, um, we have this thing every month out in St. Paul's Church out in uh, Lenigiri, and I show a film, and uh, then we talk about it. And recently I showed Primary Colors, the Mike Nichols one, and uh, it went down very, very well. Um, America- oh, hold on, Philip. Yeah. Uh, St. Paul's Church in where? In Glenagiri. In Glenagiri. On Sunday night? No, uh, once a month we, 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 we put on a show and uh, then we talk about it. You know? All right. Are non-Protestants allowed? All kinds, George. <laughs> All kinds, even your kind. Whatever, well, yeah, Cork Presbyterian or whatever you are. <laughs> That's 
fantastic, Philip. Yeah. You're developing a whole new audience. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, one I really liked was 13 Days. Remember 13 Days about the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yeah, I do. I yeah. just about remember it. But yeah. but the one thing is that, that um, there haven't been, you know, we're just discussing it there, mm. there haven't been an enormous amount of political movies, although we've come up with a sort of round dozen. Yeah. We're still talking about a round dozen in about 100 years of movies. Yeah, you know? I remember it was said that during Clinton's time, uh, there were more movies about the presidency than ever. Um, and and the West Wing actually came out of that uh, out of that period. But yeah, obviously, well, obviously yeah, Clinton that's television. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And obviously Clinton was a very was quite a, a dramatic figure with all kinds of things happening in his life. Now we're going, of course, to season four of House of Cards, and tomorrow I'm interviewing Nev Campbell, who's a star oh, yeah. of yeah. House of Cards, and uh, so that'll be quite interesting. And um, now uh, the. Uh, the Oscars. Yeah. You're all set to go. You're well, we, all excited. Yeah, we, 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 I'm not all excited, but we better uh, have a quick look at it because it's not on Sunday night. And um, uh, I, I, I find it very hard to get away from uh, The Revenant. Um, I, I don't know if you noticed recently at the BAFTAs, it won Best Director, Best Picture and Best Actor for Leonardo DiCaprio. And um, what 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 happened w- with this film as well is the Directors Guild in America um, gave it, it its award for Best Director. And as you know, I find it very hard to separate Best Film and Best Director. So I'm yes. going to go for I'm going to go for the three of those. Um, and uh, that there, there there are other fil- films that uh, um, are, are in a fairly strong position. Uh, the okay. one called The Big Short and one called obviously Spotlight. But those three, I think, and it, um, Leonardo DiCaprio has been nominated. For, uh, this is a sixth nomination. So you have a you have a combination there of um, of awarding him for what he's done with The Revenant and also then what he has done in the past. But he uh, hasn't. But, but does he have any in his locker? How do you mean? Oscars. No, no, that's what I'm saying to yes. you. Yes, he's, he's, he's been a nom- kind of a Paul Newman figure. N- yeah, a bit, and Martin Scorsese and people like that. And uh, t- he's a very sort of independent man. He doesn't sort of really get involved in the, in the Hollywood scene, and that may have sort of play, played against him. But it looks like he's way and way out. He, he's, way, he's, the, he's the big favourite to take Best Actor for uh, okay. The Revenant. Irish interest? Uh, well, what I, about, I, yeah, 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 Irish interest... Um, Obviously, Saoirse Ronan is nominated, um, but uh, an actress called Brie Larson, who has been nominated for um, for Room, which is made by the Irish company Element Pictures, based on a book by an Irish woman and directed by uh, an Irish director, Lenny Abramson. So um, that uh, uh, Room is the favorite. Well, um, um, Brie Larson is the favorite uh, for best actress. So um, that's. Uh, hopefully that will happen. That will sort of. Uh, Saoirse Ronan was talked about for ages, but she's kind of she's kind of slid back a, a little, and it looks like Brie Larson will 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 all take right. it at the moment. And you'll be staying up all night. I, I, could, could we just say as well um, uh, for best supporting actor, Sylvester Stallone, George is is the favourite. And uh, at age 125, <laughs> well, I, I, I was late 60s, I think, and uh, he, he's he's been nominated for Creed. Okay. 
Can I talk to you about another favorite of yours, yeah. Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Um, I saw him in the last couple of weeks because the golf was done around his neck of the woods and they brought him on the golf coverage, you know? Yeah. He is beginning to show his age. Well, you'd expect that, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. But yeah I mean, I mean he's, he's well into, well, he's 83, 84 now. Yeah. Um, Le- but he's always been, he's always trained, he's always worked out. And yes. he, so for that reason, he's always, well, he's always looked quite good, you know? Yes. Do you remember a movie called Circus World? I do, with John Wayne, yeah. yeah. John Wayne, yes. Yeah, Who yeah. else? Um, Claudia Cardinale is in it. Um, uh, there's uh, John Smith, the, the young actor called John Smith. Is Rita in Hayworth? It. Rita Hayworth is in it, yeah. Well, I can tell you, I didn't interview Rita Hayworth today, but I did interview Claudia Cardinale. Very, very good, very good. And, and she, we'll be putting it out on the show tomorrow, round about six o'clock. Uh, we carried out the interview in the language as Claudia is most comfortable in, French. Italian, Spanish, and English. Um, no. So you'll really be delighted with my uh, expertise you're, you're in those out, four out. languages. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, she's she admitted. So I was I didn't like to ask her how mm. old she was. She admitted uh, she was seventy-seven. Mm. She she's still working um, at the uh, Audi Dublin International Film Festival. She's sort of hosting the Italian uh, film night. Mm. And there's a film essentially called The Train, believe it or not, mm. um, in which she's in. But she retains very different now because she's 77. But she retains that sort of beauty that would have had me sitting uh, on my seat, you know. So were you You were actually sitting opposite her way or was this done? Very much sitting yeah. opposite her. Right, so yeah. Okay, yeah. She's, she's, she's a very striking woman, yes. Very strange. Now, it's going out tomorrow, as I told you earlier, Philip, mm. Mm. at 6 p.m. I look forward and, to it. And you, you can look forward to it. Yeah, but but really a very interesting conversation. She essentially is quite interesting. I don't want to give away too much. But Did she talk about Sergio Leone? Uh, she talked about all of them. She particularly talked about Viscotti and Fellini mm. and, and uh, all these kind of guys, which was uh, quite interesting. And that great movie, which I'm sure you liked as well as I did, Jack Palance, Burt Lancaster, Robert Ryan. The Professionals. Correct. Mm. <laughs> God, she was fantastic in that. No, she was the first good. shot of her through the window, I, I nearly dropped my popcorn. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, you have Mary Poppins. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting um, that okay, Emily Blunt is to take over, believe it or not, is to take over the Julie Andrews role in a, in an upcoming sequel on Mary Poppins, uh, and it'll be directed by Rob Marshall, who did uh, Into the Woods recently. He also won an Oscar, I think, for uh, Chicago, and it's based on P. L. Travers's uh, children's books as well as the 1964 uh, Disney movie. And um, uh, her, her, her name, uh, Blunt, her name first uh, kind of surfaced as a contender last, I think it was last September, but now it's, it's all been confirmed. 
And uh, the original movie, as you may recall, was set in kind of in Edwardian London in about two, uh, 1910. And the new one is set about 20 years later during uh, the kind of depression period in the 1930s. And it'll feature an all-new score, I presume, super califragilistic and all of those kind of uh, songs will, will, will be back in it. But they're supposed to be writing a new score for it. All right, okay. Dick Van Dyke coming back for it, no? I, no, I, I, I doubt it very much. I think he's <laughs> he's gone beyond it a bit. <laughs> All right. Now, what I am interested in, of course, is um, your uh, music. Do you want to talk about your music? Yeah, well, the, 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 the thing about it is that um, uh, there's a guy called Jerry Goldsmith, and um, he he actually started out George um, as a, uh, as a, a working in CBS, working as a clerk typist um, in the LA uh, office uh, of CBS, and uh, he but he he had been he had been a, a musician. He had taken uh, music lessons as a as a kid, um, and all this. And so he began to to write uh, for radio. He actually began to write uh, music for radio, and uh, went on from there. Then his first um, um, uh, a piece of music for a, a score uh, on, tel- on television or in the cinema was uh, George Montgomery. The, I don't remember if you remember him. A George Montgomery Very Western, well. Western, yeah, called the Black Patch. So he did that, and that set him off on a career uh, that took in he, writing the music for Chinatown, Patton, The Omen, for which he won an Oscar, L.A. Confidential, Alien, Basic Instinct, Poltergeist, Air Force. Uh, one and all kinds of others and this uh, uh, piece of music which we're going to play now is one of my favourites by um, by him Alright, let's have it Now, that's pretty special. Yes. Um, I, funny enough, Philip, uh, it's a terrible confession, but I actually enjoyed that movie, and I didn't remember the music. But the music there, as you've played it uh, uh, in isolation, is really is really it's, special. No, it's very, very striking. And as you, as it's from Paul Verhoeven's Total Recall in 1990. While that's been played, the camera is on, on, on a screen, and uh, a big, a sort of red colour begins to rise up uh, on the screen, and it's very, very dramatic looking. Uh, but anyway, it's, as I say, it's the, the main theme from Total Recall, 1990, and written by the great uh, Jerry Goldsmith, who wrote for absolutely every conceivable film genre, George. Well, before you go, Phil, uh, you know, from your wonderful store of movies mm. there, uh, have you got one for us that's well worth uh, getting out and looking at? Well, it's okay. The, I suppose the main release this week is a film called Secret in Their Eyes, and uh, Okay, it's set, uh, first of all, in Los Angeles in 2015, and this former FBI investigator, played by Chuetel Ejiofor, the um, uh, 
uh, he returns to his old office armed with the evidence of the identity of, of a never prosecuted suspect in a 2002 rape and murder of a teenage uh, girl. And so it's about him basically uh, revisiting this case uh, and try to, 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 to pin it on a guy who was originally suspect uh, but was never convicted. Julia Roberts is in it and uh, Nicole Kidman and there's a very good uh, supporting cast in it, Dean Norris, Michael Kelly who's in uh, House of Cards and uh, that lovely uh, English actor Alfred Molina. So it, uh, that's worth seeing. Okay. Have you got anything on your shelf that you'd like me to watch before you say goodbye? Well, the the, the thing what, I I just put it on your list there. It's it's a movie called Charlie Varick, George, uh-huh. which I, which I yeah. absolutely adore. It's from 1974. It won Walter Matthau a BAFTA for Best Actor in '74, but it was totally ignored in the United States. As you know, it's a Don Siegel movie and it's a witty, often quite violent, I think, by the standards of the time, um, entry into the stolen mob money sub-genre of crime pictures and uh, Walter Matthau plays this title character, a small time crook and, and a crop duster who holds up a New Mexico bank expecting to get away with 20000 and he ends up with 750000 and that's the mafia money, uh, mafia, uh, money uh, coming out of Las Vegas. So it's about a kind of cat and mouse game between him uh, and the mafia. A wonderful supporting cast again Great Canadian actor John Vernon, Norman Fell, Joe Don Baker, yeah, a, f- a favourite of yours, Sherry North, Andy Robinson, and several other kind of uh, Clint Eastwood and yeah, Dan Siegel regulars. There was really good ones in that. You mentioned Sherry North, who was wonderful, the blonde. The, 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 uh, the, the Joe Don Baker as the sort of villain, yeah, and just as fantastic. Yeah, He's it, just wonderful. Yeah. And the, the John Vernon, who played a lot of uh, stuff in a, in a supporting role, mm. he's kind of the mafia bank guy or whatever and and he he's fantastic Charlie Varick is a great yep, movie I yep, think it's I, one I of Matt Howe's best yeah oh no absolutely and I didn't mention there Felicia Farr Felicia Farr um, she has a relationship with Varick and John Vernon uh, she was Jack Lem- Lemon's wife and she was in and out of movies for years so she, she's very very impressive as well. yeah because that book has sold me the or the Glenn Ford story I've mm. just completed it mm. uh, he got on quite well with Felicia Farr no, but she, she seemed to have been one of the few women that she didn't bed. That's, that's right. Yeah. He was very active. Very, very active. And yeah. the, book, the book actually got slightly better as it went on, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only sad thing I found, written by Glenn Ford's son, uh, with Eleanor, he, his mother was Eleanor Powell, uh, I thought it was a very sad upbringing for yeah, a kid. Yeah, Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, he sounds like he was tough. I, I, Glenn Ford was very tough on The son was called Peter. And um, any time he had a row, any time uh, Glenn Ford had a row with Eleanor Powell, he seemed to take it out. He seemed to chastise the young fella uh, for it. That, that kind of line went all through it. Uh, but he, he seems to... He, he, he doesn't seem to have resented him. He, he seems to have sort of forgiven him any kind of differences that there were between him. And yeah. it's, I, it's readable enough. I mean, it's not it's, a great yeah. book. Yeah. Listen, I saw Natalie Dormer, uh, I think it was over the Christmas, mm. uh, about a story from the 18th century. And I thought she looked superb. Um, 
you've got a horror story out this weekend. Yeah, have you with her? Yeah, yeah. There's a, a thing called the forest, which is set. Apparently, the really I didn't know this, but there really is what's called a suicide forest um, in Japan that people go into when they're about to commit suicide. And uh, so she's done. Uh, it's, it's out this weekend. It's called the forest, and she's she she's made this film. She's the star of. We, we, I, I interviewed her last week on the picture show, and she talked about uh, about this being her first starring role. And she's moving up the sort of ladder now. And she's taking on more um, uh, more starring roles. But uh, it's okay. It's 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 fairly straightforward. It's fairly ordinary. Also opening this week, by the way, George. There's a film called The Propaganda Game, which is about a documentary about a Spanish documentary filmmaker who's allowed into North Korea for five days. So you get um, uh, you, get, you get a fairly a reasonably um, open view of North Korean society, and it's quite fascinating, I have to say. All right, uh, but uh, thank you so much for that. Now, uh, Philip, tomorrow, Bill Hughes' Essential Songs, he's looking at Oscar songs, so that's quite interesting. And then the picture show, Philip, uh, Saturday? No, uh, as you know, uh, we're we're totally dominated by elections and politics at the weekend, so I'll be back on Saturday week with the picture show. All right, uh, Philip Malloy there. How anybody could think politics is more important <laughs> than the movies positively escapes me. Philip Malloy and movies and television. More next Wednesday from Philip.